G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio. It's episode 83, season three, the third year of us doing this. Season How cool is that? Three. That's season nuts, three, yeah. 82 episodes, Crazy. huh? Pretty sure. Something like that. 80, 83. 83. 83 yeah, I just said it two seconds ago. <laughs> well, for some reason, I oh yeah, I can see it now. I've got two 82s. Yep, yeah, that's my oh yeah, up. 82 squared. 82 um, squared. But yeah, pretty exciting, mm. mate. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, we're back. Welcome back. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Sorry that we uh, took a big old break, but you know it's the holidays. So come on, give us a break, will you? Um, but yeah, we're back. It's episode 83. Um, it is the 15th of the first 2024 mm. uh, January. Great start to the year. Anyways, my name's Captain Perth. Alongside me is my good old mate, Grizzly Gaming eighty six. How you going, mate? How was your How was your just weekend? Your 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 holidays, your New Year's, your Christmas. Oh, Here's the lowdown. So much to unpack. I'm good, Cap. You know, actually, I'm really good, mate. I'm feeling a thousand million bucks. Before I jump into um, my holidays and things, I just quickly wanted to show off. I have got Cap my scuffed. OGR merch in my hand. <laughs> You've got it as well. <laughs> Hang on, let me put mine up. Dude, it is so right bad. Look, <laughs> Look how fucking bad that is. <laughs> it is shit ass. I put it on my head. My wife was like, that hat is terrible. It's She reckons it's really small for my head. It is quite small. Yeah. Do we get the, do we get the kids' sizes cap or what? Is that what happened? I don't know. Big heads. We got the Australian, the, the not not Australian friendly size, um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not a good hat. So um, <laughs> I mean, I think after after like taxes and all the rest of it, it was like fifty Australian dollars. <laughs> And delivery is something ridiculous because yeah. uh, your brother was like, oh, I'm going to get one, old uh, old noodle cookie. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then he was like, wait a second, 50 bucks. And I was like, for the quality, not worth it. No, absolutely not. But I will say it is limited edition one time only. So before we that blow up, true, this could triple in value yeah. easily, Cap. Yeah, in fact, and I think, you know, we're going to get to it later, but I think this might be the year. I think this might be Ogre's year. You know, I think we've been ticking along nicely over time, and I think, you know, I mean, realistically, things are only going to grow, but I think things might exponentially grow. Patreon numbers are the highest we've ever had, Cap. Yeah. Look at just, you know. They haven't dropped. They haven't dropped. (laughs) That's a good sign. Very good sign. Anyways, um, well, yeah, Guru's, give give me a bit of a rundown. What's what's, uh, what's been happening? I had a a fantastic Christmas time, Cap. I took two weeks off work. Um, Some of the highlights over my Christmas time, mate, were uh, I I took my kids to this water park in Baldivis with all these like, Mm-hmm. Had all these inflatables and stuff, and like going down big slides and jumping. That was that was a lot of fun. Uh, lots of beach, uh, lots of late night playing video games. Um, I went to my brother's house for a LAN party with my kids, and we all played custom games in Fortnite. And I tell you what, Cap, that game is amazing for that because you can cross play between Switch, you can cross play between console and PC. So um, between Everyone, my brothers and all of our kids were all able to jump on custom games and have a good old laugh and a, and uh, a yeah, lot that of would have been great. It was wicked. Yeah, kids are all all getting a bit older now, so they're kind of enjoying that kind of stuff. I tell you what, like Mikey and Curdy's kids are pretty good at Fortnite, eh? Like they've got the, really, uh, yeah. 
Pretty Sick. good. Giving old Uncle Grizzle a run for his money. Oh, big time, mate. Big time. Um, what else, Kat? I bought a I've bought a secondhand drum kit from Marketplace, and I'm restoring oh. it. So I've been slowly Whoa. chipping away at like. Uh, so I bought I bought a um, I think it's an early 2000 Tama Swing Star, which is like a entry level Tama drum kit, but all the hardware was rusted on it, and the shells are wrapped in this really. Uh, faded blue wrap so i've pulled all the wrap off it um i've taken all the steel bits off them and i've soaked it all and i've polished it all up and it looks brand new and i've bought i've bought a new wrap um which basically you got to adhesive it to the uh the drum shell um but i've bought champagne sparkle mate so it's going to be this sparkly under lights like kind of gold kind of gold i actually you would have seen them i posted in the group around a few different finishes well the one that you guys voted on was no longer available, so I couldn't get that. So I kind of oh, had to pick some, something else. Yeah, I wanted to get this like get second one. best. Yeah, second best. But no, lots of things happened. Cap, I, I just you know, I'm so far 2024 is is pretty good for me, mate. I've started the year uh, continuing my fitness journey. I've never really stopped um, for the last year, which I'm pretty proud of myself for that. So continuing in the gym. Good on you, mate. I guess one big change for me, Cap, is I have started calorie counting and watching what I'm putting into my body to try to lose some of the, the body fat that sits below. Yeah. They've got the muscle hiding below the body fat, you know? So Hell yeah, w- dude. I want to get that summer beach body out, mate, and strip some of the uh strip some of the weight around the outside of me. So Yeah. But things good are good. You, mate. What about you, Cap? How's your holiday and your break, mate? What'd you get up to? Anything Mate, anything it fun? was amazing on every every freaking level. It was so good. We um we had two weeks off as well, uh, so we took off from Christmas and uh, Ted's daycare was still in full swing, so he was handballed every day that they were open, um, obviously Ooh, minus yeah. public holidays. And me and Mia just did a lot of stuff that we haven't been able to do in the last year and a bit, basically. Um, Love it. You know, went and watched, um, we went and watched movies and um, saw like the new Studio Ghibli movie, which is fucking excellent, by the way. Yo. Um, we went and Dude. had expensive... Sorry, I want to interrupt you there real quick. I have recently yeah. watched all of the old ones, things like Howl's yeah. uh, Castle and Moving Castle, yeah, Moving Castle and Spirited Away, and the yeah. other one that has Totoro in it. What's that called? My neighbor Totoro. My neighbor Totoro. So I didn't yeah. know there was a new one. Man. When's this new one come? What, what, what yeah. is it? Um, it's been out for the last few months. Um, it's called God. Why can't I think of the fucking name? The Boy and the Heron. Um, really good, really good. Uh, it's incredibly vivid, uh, and the animation is incredible. Is it PG? Um, there's a few Cap, scenes in there. To the other other ones that are kind of can I, can I yeah yeah cool yeah they've kind of got that like um, oh, I don't know gritty like. Gritty Disney movie kind of thing yeah, going absolutely. on, obviously Japanese, but big time um, morals uh, yeah. and stuff in there. I think there's a lot of deep meaning that's yeah. behind those. those oh, dude, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, and and even a few tearjerker moments as well. Like it's 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 a really well put together movie, and um, you know, I think it's interesting to see how they kind of blend the you know events from the real um, from the from the current day or you know in history and, and blend those in with you know these um, like almost fairy tale style narratives that 
uh, very well unfamiliar, basically, from yeah. Western kind of um, you know stories and you know our classic Aesop fables and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, the new movie is great. Def- highly recommend watching it. Um, really, really good value. And I think you know if your kids are a bit older, they'll really enjoy it as well. Um, yeah, actually, so yeah, we watched I, that. I was thinking um, that Spirited Away might be a good one to watch with my my girls. I reckon my two young ones yeah. would be interested in oh, that. Oh, Spirited yeah. Away is great. Yeah. I think, you, yeah, you want to be a little bit older where you're, you know, you're not getting scared by little sort of things, you know, little yeah. bloody ferrets running around and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, great movies. But, yeah, so we watched that in the in the cinema and that was really nice. I mean, we haven't been in the cinema since well before Ted was born, so that was really nice. Um, and then we had a bunch of, like, really expensive um, dinners and lunches because it was Mia's birthday around that time. So we kind of just had a bit of, like, a, bit of a, a very lavish yeah. couple of couple of weeks and um what else did we do we went out and we did a couple's massage that was great yeah. um really nice very lovely um and did a couple of escape rooms um those were really fun as well yeah just kind of just kind of really opened her up in terms of just like yeah just just really indulged um and and now we're kind of in the you know kind Back of weight loss bandwagon yeah yeah back into work um you know i've got like a major project that's wrapping up um end of this month so it's gonna be pretty big and then also i'm calorie counting as well which has been um great so you know even like last night i made a curry and then i like got the um (laughs) counted every calorie counted every single thing i put in that curry sauce (laughs) and then figured out how much calories would be in a like 250 mil cup scoop Mm -hmm. what do you cap what are you giving yourself per day calories um well uh i think it was 2300 would be like you know if i want to lose weight essentially Mm -hmm. um so I'm kind of trying to come underneath that and aim for about two to two point one. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit shorter than you, obviously, so I think it calculates differently for me based on height and stuff. But yeah. mine's two thousand and weight. What, yeah, yeah, and weight. Yeah, so mine's two thousand yeah. to be in deficit. And dude, yeah. I tell you what, like you do feel it. It takes a couple of days, but if you oh, stay shit, in yeah. deficit for those few days, and it's just like, oh man, I'm so hungry. Dude, today at work, it was rough as guts and I was like, mm. oh, man, you just got to keep going. But tell you what's been really good, um, a soda stream at work. I've been pumping a shitload of soda water and that seems ah. to help a little bit. Yeah, soda water. I don't know. Okay. Just, yeah. I don't know what it, I think it's just like in a bit of air in your guts. I don't know. It's, it's, it's actually, like um, next, next thing to food. <laughs> green tea is a good one as well because there's zero calories yeah. as well. That's not a bad yeah. thing. Like, because you've got to sip on it. It's, yeah. it's kind of. Yeah. yeah. There's all these little little hacks and stuff, you know, like, you know, if you want a bit of a splurge in the weekend, like, you know, you can have a bacon and egg McMuffin meal and that's just under 500 calories with a regular um, coffee. It's little things like that, mate. You're just going to be just be thoughtful about the, the decisions you make. So, um, but, yeah, getting there, mate. And then, yeah, we, we um, had a really good Chrissy. You know, it's Ted's second Christmas, but probably one of the first yeah. ones where he's actually kind of, well, I mean, it is literally the first one where he's, you know, kind of been a bit more present and being able to kind of get yeah, involved. Yeah, open the presents, mate. Like yeah, actually yeah. be excited around what's in them, you know. 
Yeah, so he was, um, you know, he, I think he enjoyed tearing the paper off more than the presents inside, to be honest. But, um, okay. you know, we, um, as a family, we bought, um, we all got a pair of Crocs. So it was the Merry Crocmas. So, um, and then we bought a bunch <laughs> yes. of gibbets and, yeah, it was, yeah. It was fucking good. It was, it was a good, what good holiday season, mate. What is a gibbet, Cap? What is a yeah. gibbet? <laughs> a gibbet. <laughs> it's like these gibbet? little things you can plug into the holes in the oh, crops. Oh, be oh like yeah, little, like the little stud things. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, like I bought a bunch of anime ones. So I've got um, anime gibbets, you know, from the latest um, uh, Jujutsu Kaisen anime and um, I bought these ones that look uh, mushrooms and fish and like all kinds of random shit. It's really cool. And I bought like um, <laughs> I bought this fast food one, and it looks like someone's dropped a fucking um, <laughs> Macca's French fry on my, on my crock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and, God, and there's some bits of popcorn chicken as well. It's so good. Um, but yeah, so anyways, it was it was it was a really good two weeks. Um, but you know, I was I was quite ready to come back to work, I think, you know, like got a lot of really cool projects we're working on at the moment and um just nice to dive back in. So it was yeah, it was really oh, good. Mate. You know, it's good. It's, hey Cap, good, one thing neither break. of us mentioned that were highlights of our uh break, which is sad, but we played some Bloodborne together and I got really pissed. We, did. we got really pissed. It was great. Dude. Yeah. Immensely pissed. Yeah. It was um it was great. Crank uh, blew the dust off the the old um Bloodborne mm. board game and um got our asses um, you know, relatively not not horrifically. I think we did really well. We yeah, basically we, played we one, one, of the, scenario, one of the campaigns. Yeah. Yeah, well the campaigns are broken into three chapters and we That's got into right. the second chapter and basically carked it on the final boss which you know it's just i mean it, it is brutally unforgiving and and there's in the main base game there's four different campaigns and we randomly chose one and we'd happen to choose according to the forums the most difficult one one of the one of the sub quests that you need to complete to sort of progress the storyline um and finish is um you've got to essentially use your uh, currency that you use to upgrade your character to progress that quest, which is completely fucked because you need that currency to progress your character, which is really important, would you believe, mm. um, especially in a finite amount of time with a board game. So, anyways, it's a really fun game. I mean, if um, if you're a, if you're a board gamist um, and you're looking for something um, interesting and campaign based, that's a cracker. And you you like a bit of Born of Blood, um, but yeah, man, mate, fuck. Yeah, it's it was fucking excellent. We definitely smashed a few cocktails. We had we were having bloody espresso martinis and um, yeah, we were having bloody um, mojito raspberry smashes and all kinds of oh, stuff. It was the cocktails great. were excellent, weren't they? Bloody yeah. Well, I mean, you were you basically completely bartended, which was <laughs> yeah. much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that stuff, man. I love making cocktails. Oh man, I love drinking them. Um, speaking of cocktails, I've I've decided that um, one of my New Year's resolutions is going to be the year of no beer. Wow, the year of no beer. So what you're just drinking yeah. cocktails now? Yeah, basically. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go for like <laughs> seltzers and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I'm just going to basically hardline and go. No beer, because I mean, you know, you can get low calorie beer, but they're just not fun. I'm sorry, but they're just mm. fucking average. Um, they got no flavor; they just suck. So, um, versus, you can have a pretty tasty seltzer. Um, so I thought, mm-hmm. you know what? That's. I mean, I, I can't. I'm not going to be able to give up alcohol for a year. 
because I just can't um, and I enjoy it too much and I don't want to either, not in the frame of mind where I feel like I want to do that. Mm. So, but I feel like I should give up the beer because, I mean, there's a lot of hidden shit in beer. Yeah, yep. Hugely, yeah. You fucking imagine if you have two beers, that blows you almost your whole daily calories out the window, Capo, doesn't it? Oh, dude, yeah. It's it's actually insane. Like, um, you know, like a like an IPA, which is my vice. Um, it's yeah, just horrifically calorific. <laughs> so pretty crazy. Um, but yeah. Anyway, you got anything else you want to tell the class about Grizz before we we get stuck in today? No, mate. I think I've covered everything already. So let's let's do it. It's bloody hit it. How wonderful, mate. How delightful. Um, well, um, yeah, firstly, as, as mentioned before, you know, we're back, baby. So um, appreciate you being here. Uh, we go live every Monday night, uh, Australian Western Standard Time of 7 p.m. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can you can jump in the chat and uh, and uh, have a bit of a chat with everyone else that's sort of cruising and, and viewing viewing live. Otherwise, we're available on all of your favourite podcasting platforms. Just look up Oceanic Gaming Radio and, uh, yeah, plug it in and you will get a response from that particular service showing you one of the best podcasts on the planet. Now, what we would appreciate if you do go ahead and do that is please rate that particular podcast. It'd be really helpful to us uh, just as long as it's a five-star review, nothing uh, less uh, unless the review platform gives you the opportunity to, to do more stars then just max that bad boy out basically so you know use your brain you know you know mm-hmm. how this works mm-hmm. um now uh yeah also just want to say a big thank you to our wonderful patreons um they are the legends that come out you know every month and keep plugging money into into this this thing that we've uh, we've, we've built you know with our own two hands um, and yeah, we appreciate you guys immensely. If you'd like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash OGR show and uh, follow the cues. And you too can be one of the following people that pay X dollars per month. I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you how much they pay. I don't even know what the tiers are. Um, but I know that they exist. Now, they are the following people Sukai, Moosey, Caging Run, Sergeant Paul, Lee GD, Jay Libs, Brendan, Dan Fantastic, Strops, and Slatos. Who's in the in the channel today? Chatting live. Absolute, so. absolute yeah. legends, Cap. Absolute <laughs> yeah. legends. Bloody rippers. Now, um, Grizz. Yes. Not a huge episode because, like, I, I didn't. You know, I just kind of wanted to, you know, get into the new year. Talk about us. Talk about the year. Talk about S- gaming. Just settle you know? into the show, mate. You know, just settle slide in. in. You know, yeah. just you know, it's your first week back. You don't you don't want to be um, you know bloody moving mountains or anything. You know, no. you don't want to kind of just cruise back in. So <laughs> we've got a few bits and pieces that we'll have a bit of a chat about. Um, so yeah, let's fucking jump in on. Uh, okay, apparently my um, my uh, my stingers aren't working. We probably should check that before we go live. But I could hear that, dude. I in fact oh, I you? I heard it twice. Yeah, was that good? Cool, because I pressed it twice. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. I don't think it's coming through on my headphones. That's all right, though. Don't worry okay. about it. Um, cool. All right. So, yeah, anyways, um, look, Grizz, I kind of I wanted – last year we had a bit of a chat about gaming New Year's resolutions. Yes. Um, and so Ooh. I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to do that again because I actually stuck to my resolution last year and it felt fucking good. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Cap, out of curiosity, do you remember what resolutions I made, mate? I'm pretty sure I did not 
meet my resolutions, but and again, I can't remember them. So. I couldn't tell you what yours were, mate. But okay. my resolution last year was to finish more games, basically, not yeah. just buy and start games and never finish them. And uh, I think my rough rate of completion was about 60%, which is up from about like you'd be lucky if it was 10% the year before, I reckon. Um, you know, even managed to knock out Boulder's Gate towards the end of last year, um, mm-hmm. which was pretty cool. So, Look, I have definitely um, noticed you yeah. working harder to finish games, Cap, because I, I felt yeah. like that uh, there was a period of time there, especially like in the early days of OGR, where like I would just see you on Steam playing a new fucking game every time I look on there. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is it is it is it because you have limited time having a child? that you're more um, focused with your gaming time or are you, is it a conscious effort you yeah. made to achieve that or what do you think? I think there's a few things going on. Firstly, I am, uh, well, I'm medicated for ADHD, which I think helps a lot. Um, so I yep. don't kind of have the squirrel syndrome of um, as soon as something comes into my periphery, I'm kind of on a gone. Um, but uh, I think also, um, yeah, I think, I think because I have less time, I I'm a bit more picky with how I s- spread that time out, um, and I think ultimately it kind of comes down to you know like I was thinking the other day I was like oh I kind of feel like a new game and I was like oh but mm-hmm. you know also like I don't I don't really know if I want a new thing at the moment. And so I kind of, I started up um, Yakuza Like a Dragon a little while ago. thought, I'll just keep playing that. And it's been fucking great. And it's like, I think I think there's more of me realizing that I just need to kind of maybe push through a little um, to kind of get into moments with video games where I'm like, okay, cool. We're back on the kind of, you know, the fun train. You know what I mean? Because you do have dips and stuff in in story and gameplay and, and everything, you know, when it comes to a game. But, yeah, it's it's a hard one to quantify for me, Grizz, but I definitely think overall I'm finding it easier to stick to those I games. I also think you making a conscious effort last year to go, right, here's a here's something that's happening. I'm not finishing games, so I'm going to try to finish games this year. I actually reckon that that really helps when you've realized that you're doing something and then you're trying to, you know, retrospectively go and, go and fix that moving forward, yeah. um, which you've done that. It's pretty fucking cool, man. Well done. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, ultimately, I'm not going to finish a game that I'm not enjoying. And I have just stopped games last year that I just went, well, I just can't see myself finishing this. Or I think I've enjoyed the game loop up into this moment. And maybe I can't really see myself kind of st- like, uh, for example, a game like Dave the Diver, like I felt, I felt like I couldn't just keep going in that mm-hmm. loop, if, if you know what I mean, because it's a very condensed game loop i know that sounds weird but i it was I, I really enjoyed that game but i kind of i kind of got my money out of it within the first like t- say 10 to 15 hours and after that i was kind of like i don't know if i want to just keep doing this over and over again um more so because i was like well i could keep doing this over and over again i'm still having fun and i'm, I'm enjoying it but then i can also go and finish Baldur's gate or go and do something else that i think i'm going to get more kind of bang for like enjoyment yeah. buck yeah. for myself. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And Man. I mean, again, like I have a finite amount of time these days. So, you know, 
so look, Cap, I've uh, I don't want to interrupt you here, but I feel like you're kind of reflecting a bit on on your gaming in 2023, and I've made some general reflections around my habits this year as well. That maybe yeah. it's a good time to hit share him, those with, with you now. I actually 2023, Cap, I actually really struggled with video gaming, and I think that's because my life priorities changed quite a little bit uh, in that year. I started prioritizing my music and my job probably more than I have ever before. And unfortunately, it meant that my free time, I was trying to spread it too thin. And I found myself that it actually affected my gaming habits a lot where I was getting to this mindset where I didn't want to set myself into this big long-term AAA or a large game like um, God of War Ragnarok, which I've got sitting there on the back burner I haven't played. Um, even things like, uh, what's that other Souls-like that came out, Cap? Um, um, you're thinking of, uh, with a, with a uh, Lords of the Fallen. Lords of the Fallen. Yeah. Um, I would get home from a day at work or even on the weekend, if I play a gig on a Friday night and I've got Saturday night free and I'd be pretty tired and I'd be like, you know what? I'd rather play something mindless that <clears throat> I don't have to think too hard about story or whatever else. And I'll sit there and play like Magic the Gathering online arena or Binding of Isaac or anything else. So I don't know. I kind of found that. You know, I'm not overly happy with uh, the way that I, I really want to play these games because I really enjoy them when I sit down and do. But I, don't, I just feel like I haven't like, made the space in my social life and my, um, I guess, my personal life at the moment to be able to do that and, and just yeah. enjoy it. So my reflection is that um, I haven't enabled myself to have like, kind of the gaming that I, that I want to have right now in, in the life yeah. balance piece. But... Um, as a general reflection to yep. 23. So something to try to fix in the next one and maybe kind of create some content as well around that cap. So yeah, dude, I can, I can kind of feel that as well, dude. I think, I think like, you know, like an outsider looking in on your life, like your, your work has become more required more of you over time. And um, I can see why, you know, that would have the kind of effect. I mean, you know, like some, some days you get home and you, you know, the thought of having to turn on your PlayStation or something and then get your controller out and do all the rest of it. Like it's it's pretty like even just the thought of doing that is can be tiring. And you know, you're already tired at that stage. So I totally I can completely empathize with that because you know, I kind of think um interstitially between these games that I did finish, there was a lot of periods of time where I just did not feel like gaming at all. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fairly new for me. And I think a lot of that is also getting, um, well, for me, getting a lot of enjoyment out of my work and I'm not seeking uh, like hit from the dopamine, dopamine hit after hit. work because I'm enjoying my job a lot. Um, and so I don't feel like I need to fill that gap in my life with a lot of gaming, which mm-hmm. is really interesting because I think my whole life I've done that in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? But um, not to say that I don't want a video game or anything like that. I still really enjoy the media and I still really enjoy seeing what is being done. And and like, for example, I'm playing Yakuza Like a Dragon at the moment and that came out a couple of years ago or whatever. And that game is fucking awesome, man. Like it's, it's just good, is it? Like, yeah. oh, oh, dude, there's, Wicked is so, so well put together. You know, I don't think I did a very good job of playing stuff this year. Um, and I actually found just to run the podcast and be able to talk about video games, you know, I found myself researching stuff quite a lot of the time rather than actually playing these games that I really wanted to play. And that's simply because I just didn't have the time or even the drive to want to go and play those. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's interesting looking back at it now as it, it retrospectively after 2023 has happened and kind of where I'm at now. 
Um, and I am, I do have a hit list of stuff that I want to play because I'm keen to play it and uh, just got to find the time and kind of slot it in there. But, um, you know, the list goes like this cap, the things that I want to get around. God of War Ragnarok, because I finished the 2018, mate, and it was nice. honestly, I finished that game and I was like, wow, that was such a good experience. The storytelling was amazing. So I've got that on PS5 ready to go. So you have you you finished the first God of War? Well, the you know first well, first just new the story. God of War. I didn't didn't hundred percent it or yeah. anything, but no, yeah. I mean, but that's that's perfect. I mean, man, I've got to say, like God of War Ragnarok, it was funny because I I don't know if you remember my um, initial feelings on that game. I was like, man, this game is just the fucking same thing. But yeah. then it became such a nice wonderful experience with how they re-delivered that same experience again but then the story is fucking dude really i still, well put I still think about the 2018 story that was told through yeah. that you climb up top of the hill yeah. at the end and you know lots of emotions oh, dude. and yeah There's very cool and you know what I, I wonder, did you play that when you were a parent cat or were you no but i reckon i Really do think there are moments in Ragnarok where, you know, certain um, – it wasn't even like some of the more uh, sad or, um, you know, relationship things, just the small interstitial things that really made me think about my relationship with Ted and like yeah. I think just making you realize like, man, how would I feel if that happened or like, you know, and it definitely amplifies things, you know mm. what I mean? Like it really mm. does amplify things. Um, so it's a really interesting dynamic for, you know, when you have that relationship. I mean, obviously my relationship's a little bit different because Ted doesn't, you know, he, does, he doesn't have a bow and arrow. He doesn't fucking talk back. <laughs> but uh, like, you know, yeah, like yeah, but it's, it's I still reckon, interesting. Uh, well, I reckon having children definitely switches something in the brain chemistry that uh, it allows you to empathize situations even if they're fictitious. Uh, to be yeah. able, to put you and you know if you were to have a child in that situation, and so you kind 100%. of feel those feelings more in your in your head as they're as they're occurring. But yeah, God of War twenty eighteen, big time. I had a lot of those feelings throughout that that yeah. gameplay. More of like how he was a father figure, um, you know, that the yeah. whole way through in their relationship and and how they. I think it's just very well done. Yeah, I think I think like you see the decisions that he has to make and the reactions that he has to some of the things that um, um, you know Atreus does, mm. and they're quite understandable on a lot of levels. You know what I mean? And I mean even Atreus's reaction to a lot of things his dad does, like yeah, you know they're all, all super relatable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it's just it's totally understandable. But yeah, it's just you know you see that that love for one another and, and you know what that feels like and mm. it's interesting it being regurgitated and then you're having to consume that. But, yeah, it's just, yeah sorry, I feel like we've kind of no, got look, a little so bit look, off track that, here. But yeah. That's on my list. Other things are, Cap, I want to beat Honor Mode, Baldur's Gate 3. I want to do that. I actually Ooh, haven't even beaten it yet. Damn, dude. Um, but I wanted to get to that later because yeah. we've all been on holidays. The, I'm playing co-op. Yeah. We're right at the end but just got to find Can time. Can I ask how far through your current playthrough you are? Like, oh, look, we're in the final act and we've been dicking around in it for – maybe like seven or eight hours now. Um, we went down to what I think was the final area and there's a bridge that you got to cross that starts a basically a fight. you got a, you got a certain amount of time to kill this one enemy before something happens. I don't know. We're, 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 in the, we're in the area, the end area, I'm pretty sure, or somewhere around there. But 
there's yeah. still some big decisions to make. Like there's still everyone's trying to kind of pull us in different directions. That yeah. We don't we don't quite know what we're gonna do um, with it yeah. yet. So yeah, look, I'm sorry because I know that you wanted to discuss the the final act and bits and pieces, but yeah, we're yeah. not quite there yet, but we're not far away. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited for when you guys managed to knock that out because I'd love to have like a bit of a, you know, a, a, a Baldur's Gate post-mortem because we're well overdue for it. And yeah, we it's, are. Fuck, um, it's so good. Um, the finish for, and I won't say anything about, you know, like what happens or anything, but um, I went pretty full completionist. So I did pretty much every side quest and, and anything I thought I yeah. could potentially do. Yeah. Um, explored so, every area. Because I just realistically, I was like, I'm never going to play this game again. Like I'm not going to have time to play this again. Um, you know, even a multiplayer playthrough, like I'm probably just not going to play it multiplayer because when the fuck do I have time to jump on multiplayer? <laughs> like, yeah. Realistically, yeah. I don't. Like it's, um, it's a very romantic. Like, I was like, oh, man, it'd be nice to have a, you know, a multiplayer playthrough. And it's a very romantic thing because it's like, Liam, you don't fucking have time to do a multiplayer playthrough, you idiot. Like, enjoy this game now for what it is. So I just Get thought, you know what, okay, I'm going to do some funky um, things in it, and um, but I have a rough idea of how I want to progress through the game and what I want to kind of how I want to be interpreted as one of the heroes. And, and so I kind of stuck to that and it was, it was really fun. So yeah. But anyways, um, we'll have, we'll have a postmortem battle later, but yeah, can continue on my friend. No. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, so the honor mode, Baldur's Gate 3, get that done. Yeah. Um, I want to give new releases that interest me this year, more attention cap, the attention they deserve. Cause there's a couple of indies that have come out um, like dredge and other ones. Yeah. That I just kind of let go thinking that I was going to play them. Um, later down the track and look just didn't find time or anything else yeah. so I've got to get those little little bits and Beautiful pick them nuggets. Up. Now, now we will get there because we're going to be talking about our top tier list for 2024 coming up but you know one of those yep. new releases that is coming out this year that I'm very excited about is Hades 2 so I'll play that but I guess yeah. <clears throat> you know just going back to my reflections cap which was essentially I found myself in a space where I almost didn't really feel like jumping into a full commitment in a video game. The only real one that I've delivered this year is Baldur's Gate 3, which I haven't even finished yet. But that's the only one that I've really put the time in to finish that. So 2024, you know, I've got this list of stuff that I want to play, list of stuff that I want to do. And I think I would, I would like to try to stick to that and actually get some proper gaming down and, and a bit of enjoyment. And you know what, Cap, put, put aside some time to, to do that um, in amongst my other other things that I've got going on. So um it's yeah, essentially, yeah, dude. It's essentially where I'm at, mate. Yeah, man, I love it. Yeah, I think um I think ultimately I want to kind of match my resolution from last year. I do want to finish more games and maybe be a bit more thoughtful about where I'm putting my time in video games because I don't know. I think I did a pretty good job of it last year, but I think I could maybe be a bit more um realistic about the way I approach my ideas of what time I might have and maybe just kind of be a bit more realistic with myself. Um, but I think one thing I want to really do this year, Grizz, is, is game more with Mia and whether that's through a board Ooh, game medium or yeah. like whatever, you know, like I want to do more of that with Mia because we ha- we actually started playing um, Wonder. Mario Wonder mm. and that was really fun but we just, you know, we just something came up and, you know, we haven't played it since. And obviously me isn't a big gamer. So like jumping back in, you know, blind would be a bit rough for her. Whereas I have the, you know, that, um, 
latent game of muscle memory to how to play with a controller. It would be yeah. a bit of a nightmare. Holding, run, and other. jumping with the uh, the bottom of your oh, thumb dude. at the same time. Yeah, yeah. She was, it was, it's just it's just interesting watching someone who has no um, inkling, you know, to you know basic. <laughs> Things that you just take for granted as a gamer, like approach, like oh, yeah. pressing two buttons at the same time, like Dude. that's literally something you can do. Watching um, and Lily had to play be Fortnite is the funniest fucking thing ever. Just yeah. like she plays on a controller on a laptop because I've been playing with her sometimes do duos and things like uh, she just has no awareness of anything around her. She'll be like, I'll kill someone and she'll walk over to their loot and be looking at the floor for like 10 seconds trying to figure out what she wants to grab <laughs> while I'm fighting the other guy who's the duo partner from the, the team. And she's just like, oh, I got sniped. Oh, it's just like, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of that stuff just comes from just doing it over and over again though, right? Mm. Like it's just, again, it's that, it's that latent game of muscle memory and it, it goes beyond just like interacting with a controller. It's just like interfacing with a video game and knowing what your objective is, yeah. you know, it's just is different. But yeah, so I think that's going to be a big one for me as well. In all honesty, like we, there's a couple of board games like um, we, you know, I don't know, you people at home might might have heard of some of these games, but we we bought one called Azul, which is pretty cool. It's like this like patch. Well, it's not patchwork. It's like you're building this t- t- wall of tiles, and you're trying to place the tiles on the wall in certain combinations and get points and stuff, and you kind of work. Um, you work against one another to kind of you know be the the best tiler and and just kind of, kind of little little fun games like that you know because mm. they're not hyper expensive but you know they're just just fun. kind of fun so. yeah sounds good yeah so that's my big gaming New Year's resolution but to think um you know I was a bit I in my break over the last two weeks I was like okay before the new year Baldur's Gate gets finished and yeah. I did not finish it before the new year. I think oh, you I didn't. finished it on about 5th oh, or 6th. Well, yeah. Close enough, mate. Close enough. Cap, close are enough. you going to have the time this year to play through a whole playthrough of Elden Ring and the DLC? Uh, that's a really good question, Grizz. And actually, because this is the thing, right? I'd, I mean, realistically... And maybe we'll quickly talk about this whilst we're in the middle of it. Um, you know, there's rumblings that maybe the DLC might even be coming out as early as February, which I don't know yeah. if I believe that. It's very that. pie in the sky, isn't it? Have you, yeah. have you read those articles? Maybe I did have a bit of a squiz. And, I mean, hey, like you never know. Like, I mean, often the way that this shit comes out is through accidental leaks of shit. So you yeah. never really know. And, like, there was um, recently like some um, – I think there was an Elden Ring PlayStation controller or something that was um, found mm. on EB Games or something like that and it, yeah. it had a release date for a certain time. And They um, sound cool, by the way. There was a Melania one and a Rani one. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and, it, you know, you would imagine that given the Elden Ring's been out for a while, they probably wouldn't be bringing out new peripherals for a game that's been out for a while, maybe doesn't have the same draw. Uh, it pr- probably would need to be co-released with something, perhaps a DLC, but who knows? Mm, yeah. um, so we'll find out. But, DLC. Mm. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, I do really want to play that game again. Um, I think next playthrough, I'm just going to give myself a bit of a fucking leg up and just go for a broken <laughs> magic build, honestly, um, yeah. and have a bit of fun with it. Um, but, yeah, I definitely want to do the DLC. The, the big issue I've got, Grizz, is, you know, traditionally um, Souls games have very 
you know, just archaic, weird ways to access DLC that sometimes it takes people a while to figure out how the hell you even get in them. Um, sometimes you don't get into the DLC till like way later into the game, right? Late game, yeah. Late game. And yeah. so it's going to be like, okay, I start a new, new Elden Ring playthrough. Like, how do I, you know, do I just do my playthrough? Or and that's the other thing is my 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 playthrough currently is on a PS5, but I kind of want to play on my yeah, on my rig. on my PC yeah. now. Mm. So it's mm. it's hard, man. I don't know. I think I think I think realistically, maybe I should just slowly play to mid game and just leave a character at mid game, and then yeah, maybe it's know. worth starting to play now. Maybe I should do that as well. That's a good idea. I actually don't own it yeah. on my PC either. Um, and I've lent my PS5 to a, to a friend. I've done the so. exact same thing. I've literally lent a PS5 to my Are we mate. the same person, Cap, or what? I think we're literally the same human being. <laughs> <laughs> but I did buy Bold, uh, sorry, Elden Ring um, last sale when it was on special. So Because I thought, well, okay. this game doesn't go on special very often, so fuck, I'll buy it now before the DLC comes out and grab a copy. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens, mate. But um, actually, that's a, that's a pretty good gaming New Year's resolution: is is get an Elden Ring character prepped for uh, for you know yeah, mid year DLC. So, yeah. Well, whenever it comes out, we'll see. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's my New Year's resolutions. I think, um, and alongside all those resolutions, Grizz is is you know I think I'm I'm in a pretty good mindset to hopefully lose some weight as well this this year and like you know, just bundle it all together. Dude, you know what I mean? It's always hard as a brand new dad because I reckon the biggest thing with losing weight is sleep. Regular, good quality yeah. sleep. Because yeah. if you're tired, you feel like shit. You almost feel hungover. You want to eat shit. Like it's hard to get yeah. motivated to exercise. So um yeah. yeah, I believe you, Cap, because I know that you've got Ted sleeping yeah. pretty un it's pretty sorted now. So you uh yeah, for now, touch wood. Touch literally every piece of wood in this room. Um, but, yeah, I don't really have an excuse now. So, you know, at the moment um, till that, you know, if that changes, I, we'll see. But, yeah, so I don't know. We'll, um, you know, try, you know the, the double whammy, mate, you know, mm-hmm. exercise and, and a bit of gaming in there. So I'll tell you what, though, a Gengar is like I want to keep finding some more gems for the Steam Deck, you know, just some things that, you know, just – I don't have to play them on my PC all the time. Like I don't like, for example, playing again, going back to the Yakuza like a dragon, it runs great on the steam deck and it's a fairly new gen game or next gen game. Um, it's like the turn-based um, kind of style of the Yakuza games. Yeah. Um, but it runs really well. I mean, I've got it on probably medium and it's running like butter, like really good. So it's um, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, now, Grizz, mm-hmm. our next little chapter in uh, in our, uh, what do we call it, the quest log, um, we want to talk about games we're looking forward to this year, mate. Um, what do you got, mate? What's on your list? What's, okay. uh, what's coming Look, up hot? I've got a few here, mate. I think the biggest one for me is Hades 2. So this is coming apparently Q2 2024 uh, by Supergiant, um, and there will be an early access through Epic Store. I would imagine most people would would know um, Hades 2, but if you don't, um, Hades 1 came out in 2020 and it's uh, touted as a roguelike uh, dungeon crawler, um, kind of like a top-down uh, view. Um, and it's it's very heavily inspired by Greek mythology, particularly the underworld. So you kind of play as Hades' son, Zagreus, and you work your way through 
Um, and I guess the reason why I really like this game, Cap, is I'm a big fan of, of roguelites. Um, I really just enjoy that concept of the game being very hard and you have to learn through failure, but each time you fail, you get slightly stronger so your next run is yep. potentially you can get further. I just quite like that gameplay loop. Now, what we know about Hades 2, Cap, so far we know that you're playing as Zagreus's sister called Melano, um, who's the princess of hell, and it seems to be a pretty similar kind of thing where you're uh, working your way through the depths of hell while also embarking on a assassination mission. Um, kind of, we don't know much more in the story than that, but... I think uh, Supergiant yeah. did a really good job of Hades 1, so I'm, actually this is probably the one that I'm most excited for uh, for 2024. So Q, Q2, coming Q2. Yeah, Grizz, remind me if I'm wrong or maybe maybe you can update me, but I was under the impression that so Zagreus was obviously working to get out of hell and then it kind of seems like the opposite is happening. Like this, I can't remember oh, what you said her name is, but yeah. she's um, trying to get into hell. Melano. Yeah, maybe she is. Yeah, maybe she's going down to try to kill. Uh, well, that would make sense. Kill Hades at the, in the yeah. depths of hell. So maybe you're working Maybe she way fights Zagreus or some shit. Fuck, that'd be cool. Well, who knows? Yeah. I mean, a Zagreus well, battle would be pretty fucking dope. Because that would make sense, Cap, because Zagreus's mum lives on the surface. And so each time you get a successful run, you would be up on the surface and you see your mum and then you get into the real world and you die and you come back down into the depths oh, of hell. So okay. maybe this is your sister from the surface world who's working away from the top down, which is... Is, is Zagreus's mother, like, supposed to be a particular, like, deity uh, or something? I or just so, but I cannot remember off the top of my head, potentially. Maybe a quick Google on that one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to... Uh, oh, yeah, Persephone. Persephone, Wait, is that right? Okay. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, maybe. Wait, oh, wait, am I? Yeah, okay. Oh, yes. Um, he finds purpose when he discovers the existence of his true mother, long lost Persephone. I think what's mm. what was Persephone's big deal? I think she was like um, uh, goddess of harvest and fertility. Okay. Bloody hell! There you go. Okay. There you go. Very yeah, exciting. Great soundtrack. Great fucking game. So banger. Good. Um, I know that mine Absolute are going to be banger. quite different to yours, Cap. Um, why don't you pick your top one then as your next, and we'll maybe we'll take turns until Ooh. we go through. I mean, look. In all honesty, my toppest yeah. of the top, I think, is going to be um, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. I'm okay. so fucking excited for that. I loved yeah. the um, the remake, um, and I think just mm-hmm. taking it into an open world, I think, is going to be just awesome. I think there was a bit of a leak of the. Um, map size the other day or yesterday or something like that, Grizz, and you yep. you flicked me a um, mm. a cheeky little um, what do you call it uh, a link, link to that, and yep. it just got me so excited about it because, like, I, I tell you what, one thing I've been really craving recently, again with my change in gaming habits, mm. is like is RPGs, but specifically like you know a really good. Like, you know, normally I just consume any any new game or whatever, but, like, I've really had a hankering for, like, a good JRPG or, you know, anything, any kind of RPG with a good open world and but more so turn-based kind of combat. I know that the Rebirth isn't going to have that traditional JRPG combat, but 
I think just the application of what they did with the more recent um, remake and, you know, the quality that I think came out of that and, you know, the voice acting and and just like the graphics and um, I'm really looking forward to that going one step further and and them and just kind of just having a bit of a nostalgia trip through. Can, can you tell me game. how this fits in, Cap, the rebirth as opposed to the Final Fantasy VII remakes? What is, what is, what's, what are we looking at here as this game? So you, I think the whole idea is going to be that they break the original game into three main sort of like narrative yeah. points, right? So you've got kind of the first part, which is up to when they kind of blow up the <clears throat> the thing together. Um, and then the next one's when they go out into the um, the eastern continent, which I think is uh, it's not called Midgar. I think Midgar is the entire continent but there's an eastern continent where they go and do a bunch of shit and then um you know they have a big face off with with Sephiroth there um and you know some shit comes out about cloud and um their kind of background and then there's then they go after that to the opposite side of the con- continent the the western side and then they do a bunch of shit there so i think they're kind of you know they've had the first you know, get to know the characters in the main city and then they go into the east side and then they'll go to the west side afterwards and that's where they're breaking up. But the thing is <clears throat> with the with the remakes, like it's obviously the entire plot of Final Fantasy VII, um, but ultimately there's some little artistic flares happening here and there and, you know, you're having characters that, you know, presumably were supposed to be dead and coming back to life and different ways that could potentially the story might unravel, I guess, moving forward. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's not, it, it's a dedicated remake in the sense that it's supposed to evoke the nostalgia but sort of take things in a little bit of a different direction, which is really cool. So. Um, but yeah, also looks really good. The, Does. Um, the rebirth looks yeah. really, looks, really cool. So really good. Yeah, Impressive. I mean, presumably going to be a bit of chocobo writing. So yeah, yep. so I think that's yep. probably big a good open world. List. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, Cap, next one for me, and I know this isn't a new game, mate, but actually, before we progress, yes, um, that comes out on the 29th of Feb by the way. Oh, dang, not far away. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Um, and Hades 2, I don't think there's an actual um, release I've, date for Hades 2. I think Q- that's a TBA early access. I've got Q2 24, but maybe that's the early access potentially. I think it's the early access. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, hey, it could be cool. Now, Cap, we can't ignore this, even though the game's already out, but the Elden Ring DLC is coming out True. this year. Yes. But I mean, from what we, from, and again, you know, it's all hearsay and whatever else, but from what um, people have said about the vague size of the DLC, mm-hmm. and, you know, there's been rumors that it's kind of the approach to the DLC is kind of like a shadow world of yes. the game, right? And and so, like, theoretically, it could be pretty freaking massive. God, imagine um, if it's the whole map again, size. dude. Oh, dude, it would be wild. I mean, it would be cool if they did something like that and maybe you don't need to play the base game. You can kind of just go into the DLC or something like that. That would be really rad. You know there's going to be some fucking random entry spot somewhere in the world. I know. It's probably that uh, who's the blood guy that you fight, that egg that's sitting there. That's really weird. Yeah, you'll probably need to go and get a seed off some fucking random bloke who's got a 20% drop chance and, yeah. and and then you go and give the seed to some tree somewhere that you didn't know existed and suddenly is there and 
yeah, and then the tree grows, and then you walk into the tree, and then mm. <coughs> I don't if know. That happens. Just shit up, but you yeah, know, that'd I mean? be amazing. Yeah, you're here to hear first. Um, yeah, the DLC will be great. Um, another yep. one for me, Grizz, maybe my second most um, mm-hmm. excited for uh, Dragon's Dogma Two. Looks yeah, real good. Yeah, real tasty. So is that um, on, you know, online the, or for that's that, that's a it's a first person it's a it is a single player, single player RPG, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's kind of got that Black Desert Online kind of visual style, I guess. And it, see, it feels a little bit like um, kind of a little bit clunky, but, um, you know, it's also got the kind of Shadow of the Colossus climb beasts and attack them and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff going on. Um, you know, a bit of magic. It's obviously, the kind of Western medieval kind of setting with magic. Uh, but it just looks really good. Like uh, I, I really, there was something about Dragon's Dogma One that really drew me in. I just never really felt like I wanted to finish it because I, I kind of got to the boat a bit too late, and um, it's it's not aged particularly wonderfully. So it's not a particularly fun game to really get stuck into. Um, but I'm really looking forward to a fresh take on that. And it just, yeah, it just looks really good. I think the story looks really fun. They're kind of exploring some new races and stuff in yep. in that game and um, like a beast kind of race of people. And um, and I think just the approach to, you know, the gargantuan combat and stuff looks really, really fun. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think that's going to be really of, good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of got that Monster Hunter-esque sort of thing going on. But I kind of really like the um, the... I remember what they call the system. It's like our oh, pawn system, P-A-W-N, uh, and they're kind of <laughs> yep. the guys that help you out and you can kind of choose which pawns you want to come jump into That's right. and yep. level them up yep. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that looks okay. really, really fun. So I'm um, really looking forward to Dragon's Dog. That is on March 22nd. Ah, okay, dude, a lot of game, good games coming out uh, Q1. Uh, one that I want yep. to keep an eye on, Cap, is Rise of Ronan. <clears throat> Which is Rise of Ronan. coming out March twenty twenty two, and this is I'll read this to you because you're gonna like this. If you loved Ghost of Tsushima, oh, yeah, um, it is a samurai aesthetic deep sword play. Then you're probably gonna love Rise yeah. of Ronan. Um, so it is set in the mid late eighteen hundreds, uh, and you basically use your trusty sword. You know, it it actually looks a lot like Ghost of Tsushima, but probably a little bit more polished than that. I'd say, Cap, and maybe. A little bit more realistic in the combat with bits and pieces. So I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is something maybe potentially to keep on the backbone. Although I haven't heard Cap Team Ninja. Have they done stuff before? Oh they, yeah, uh, Team Ninja. Oh god. Um, sorry. I think um, I'll tell you exactly what they've done because it's not coming to mind. They've done Neo. Okay. Um, they've also right. done Wolong Fallen Dynasty. They've done Ninja Gaiden. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean they've they certainly. Um, kind of you know pretty well versed gotten in, yeah they're well versed in in and i guess that setting as well you know what i mean and and, mm-hmm. and manipulating that for video video gaming but tell you what man i think from memory when the rise of ronan game was um announced i think it was announced at a um playstation uh state of play or something like that mm-hmm. and it kind of was giving me like the cross between assassin's creed and uh ghost of tsushima just yep. with the traversal stuff and and just the way you can kind of do maybe some a bit more unhinged um, sneaks, sneaking and stuff like that and flying across rooftops and stuff, um, whereas Ghost of Tsushima was kind of a little bit more to the ground, I guess, um, but looks really good. Um, and that's kind of got yeah. this interesting thing going on with, um, you know, you kind of, 
I don't know who you play as, but just looking at the website, like looks like there's also going to be like Western characters that are, you know, kind of influencing what's going on in Japan at the time and stuff like that. I think it's going to be really cool. I love this, this, um, you know, this approach to, um, you know, a lot of, Japanese historical um, yeah. settings at the moment because yep. it's it's a fucking great setting. It's it's I, I love this this time period and stuff. It's so mm-hmm. fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. All right. Now, Greasely Gaming. Um. My next one that I'm super fucking keen on is fucking Warhammer 40k Space Marine Two. Oh. I mean, I did not see yeah, this so across my radar. Okay. That is coming out September 9th. Now. Um. I've kind of slowly been getting into the 40K universe and setting and I've been reading books and stuff. And actually, I kind of took a bit of a break on on literature um, for a while. Mm-hmm. But uh, the last couple of months, I've been getting stuck back into um, reading books. I've been reading the Uriel Ventress Chronicles at the moment, which oh, um, right. follows um, uh, an ultramarine uh, captain uh, for the fourth from the fourth company. And kind of it's, it's a really good... Um, uh, I guess just book to wrap your head around who the Space Marines are, what their motives are, kind of, I guess, you know, their kind of typecast classic kind of paladin, um, you know, approach to, um, you know, just tackling problems and stuff. But, um, but yeah, the, 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 you might have watched some, some YouTube footage of Space Marine too. And I think, um, you know, the, the approach to like Horde, combat in that game just looks honestly insane just pretty good uh, is it? you know I, oh man it's just wild like i think you, you'll kind of um i haven't got anything on hand but you know you, you're kind of in these sprawling beautiful but also quite grim landscapes and then you can kind of see these waves of tyranids just kind of running mm-hmm you know, as massive swarms. Um, and it just, I mean, it looks unbelievable. Um, so I'm really excited just to give that a crack. I'm not a huge Space Marine kind of guy. Like I much prefer like the, um, you know, the Inquisitors and like the kind of subversive kind of parts of 40K, less so the kind of army style stuff but i think um just this whole thing looks insanely freaking cool and also the main character is an ultramarine kind of like the um the book i'm reading so it's pretty fucking cool as well so um, what is the um the actual yeah. what's the gameplay mechanic cap what is it is it like a horde is it um, similar to so Vermitide, third like person over the shoulder shooter um yeah. and you know you're running around with your bolt sort of gun and um you know if you can think of what a um classic kind of 40k space marine looks like you that you're that guy um, wow. Running around, you know, dude, the in the middle of a battle. Mental, eh? Does look dude, the nice. graphics look nuts. Um, yeah. Really, really nice. Um, and you know, he's kind of got um, hack and slashy kind of combat, like Dark Souls esque. You kind of reacting to shit happening in front of you. I guess parrying kind of blows and stuff. Mm. And um, but I think there's like a lot of you know they want to make you feel like a space marine because you know space marines are supposed to be these pinnacle soldiers that are just like unkillable yep. you know what i mean yep. like saw you blades know. and like blaster pistols yeah. and in their big armor exactly yeah look to what yes. what what i guess what stands out to me here is uh graphically and and gameplay wise is they've really leveraged hard on the pure hordes of those tyranids coming in hey yeah. like 
Yeah. They almost it, look like they're just a, overwhelming. The density is nuts. Like mm. really dense swarms of things running at you. And it's just, it's bonkers. Like, um, I don't know. Cause I mean, this game isn't developed, I don't think, by, you know, Fat Shark or anything like And they're known for, um, you know, Vermintide and, and, mm-hmm. um, what was the other one? Dark Tide or whatever it's called. Um, But it's kind of got that similar kind of, I don't know, when you see a horde of things running in those games, like it feels like, oh, shit, like that is a, that's a horde of enemies coming at me. a lot of blokes. This game is like Mm -hmm. that on steroids. So um, pretty rad. But yeah, that's that's my next game, Grizz. So um, that comes out on the, what day was that? Uh, The 9th of September. So I've got a bit of a wait for that one. Yeah. But um, I can wait. I can wait. Um. Cap, I'm going to duck to indie games. Um, one oh, that we talked about last year that we, <clears throat> I think it was off the back of the Devolver Digital Showcase, but the Plucky Squire comes out this year. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Nice. Which yep. is, uh, you may remember us talking about it, but it's essentially uh, a 2D, 3D stylized um, uh, animated, but it's kind of set like you're playing on the pages of a storybook, um, essentially. And as you turn the pages, you'll be doing different things, and then your pop perspective will change into a, into into 3D. And then you're all of a sudden almost like a Super Mario Odyssey style uh, platformer. Just looked very creative. It almost reminded me a little bit, Cap, of uh, how well done It Takes Two was with. You know, many different game yeah. mechanics to build that game into what it is, but um, it just it, it anything to add on this cap? It just looks like a really great uh, platformer, two D, three D platformer to look out for from a retro studio. Yeah, I just think the kind of visual style is really freaking cool. Like you go in between like this two D kind of almost like um, uh, Legend of Zelda um, style top-down thing going on, but then with elements of like um, Link's Awakening kind of like, um, you know, side-scrolling stuff happening as well. Um, but then suddenly a character's jumping out into the 3D real world in like this toy kind of like story-esque um, world um, and doing stuff in there, but then moving back in between elements of the world uh, to do two D stuff, it, it's really, really well done, mm-hmm. and I'm, mm. um, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on that game as well because, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just a sucker for, um, you know, Zelda likes basically, <laughs> especially yeah. this kind of quality. Um, and you know, I mean, Devolver Digital can shit on a plate and not eat it. In all honesty, so it's true. Um, They're pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. give it to me. I'll Let's do see it. What do you got next, Cap? What do you got next, Matt? <sighs> well, look, I think next for me is. Um, probably going to be uh there's this game coming out and it's been it's been on my radar for a while called uh i don't know i can't remember how you pronounce this properly but the thaumaturge um it is an isometric story driven rpg akin to something like Baldur's gate um now the difference is it's set in uh 20th century warsaw which is kind of fucking rad um and there's like all these weird things going on with uh, it's um there's basically like weird disturbances. It's got like a Lovecraftian kind of element going on, but Mm. then, you know, it's kind of like sub, not quite Victorian era, but kind of like, you know, around about that time. So 1905, so not really Victorian, but, you know, it's it's kind of like oldie timey. And yeah, you're in this kind of Russian um, Sardom kind of thing going on. And 
Um, there's all these weird groups of people that are kind of, you know, amalgamating and as they did around that time and, um, you know, but then you've also got all this weird um, kind of, you know, uh, what do you call it, like ghosts and and unearthly entities happening and like, yeah, people being host to these beings and stuff and, and yeah, but that's all kind of wrapped up in this, um, you know, Bolt's Gatian kind of um, RPG, so that kind of classic top-down kind mm-hmm. of CRPG isometric kind of thing going on. So I think that one looks really good. You know, it'll be interesting to see, you know, obviously in a world post-Boulders Gate, um, yeah. I think... Our world holds the, up, yeah. Exactly, because a lot of people mm-hmm. are going to be immediately... Um, likening this game or comparing it to Baldur's Gate, given it's you know in the same um, genre. Um, but you know, if, if they can do a reasonable job at you know, I guess just character development, um, and I think if the combat um, again, that's going to be turn based. If the combat is is fun and 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 I, I, I just if they can give you something a bit different to work with, I think it's going to be really really work in their favour. And already the setting's really fucking cool. So we'll see how it looks. Okay. See, see what happens. Sounds good. Capo, sounds good. Um, That's look, the 20th I, of Feb, by the way. Sorry. 20th of Feb, did everything at the start of the year. I haven't got anything else on uh, my list, Cap, but one that uh, popped up in the pre-show was Prince of Persia. Apparently, is looking pretty amazing. Um, yeah. Is that released yeah. yet? Is that out? That is out, out now, I believe. Um, side-scrolling kind of um, deal. Kind of got like a... I'm going to use this incorrectly, but it's... Well, I guess it's, it's always got like a... Um, Oh god, why can't I think of the game? What's that Counter Strike style game made by League of Legends people? Um, uh, oh, Counter Strike. Or oh, you mean is it a MOBA? Are you talking about no? No, nah, it's like an FPS, but uh, Valorant. Oh, like, Valorant. Yeah, like, okay. got, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of, the art style is kind of Valorant adjacent, and um, but I think you know it seems to be reviewing really well. Um, and yeah, getting a lot of um, spotlight. So it'll be interesting to see. You know, I, ne- I need to give it a crack. It looks really good. Um, definitely looks like something I can spend time on because um, I used to love those old Prince of Persia games. So, um, you know, is, new art. It's much and, more of a yeah. uh, 2D side scroller kind of game, isn't it? By the looks. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it seems to be copping a, a fair bit of um, praise, which, I mean, let's be honest. Um, Ubisoft can do with a bit of that. So it's very true. <laughs> yeah, recent times. Um, but all right, Grizz. Well, look, I've got a, I've got a bunch. I've got like a bit of a list going on here, so I might just Go run on. through some of yep. the other ones that Badly. I've got. So mm-hmm. um, I really want to give the uh, Persona Three Reload um, a crack. That's a remake of Persona Three done in the new kind of Persona Five engine. Um, if you know it, you know it. Uh, same kind of style game, but I think um, you know the content's a little bit grittier from memory. So I haven't played it before, number three, um, but I'm really keen to get stuck into that. So it looks really good. Um, Black Myth Wukong. Uh, Ooh, I remember yeah. seeing, you know, being a little bit unimpressed by some of the more recent trailers, but I'm still pretty keen to see what that looks like on release. And you know, I remember remember the some of the combat and um, animations looking really weirdly stiff and stuff um, from some of the more recent gameplay trailers. But um, if they can kind of iron out all that shit and um, hopefully it was kind of like a, you know, preview early build kind of style situation, maybe we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, so that looks really good as well. Um, Avowed, which kind of looks like, I guess, 
like a much more vibrant Skyrim, but slightly more cartoony. And it's by Obsidian, I believe, who, um, you know, they've done plenty of other games, including uh, The Outer Worlds. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, these guys worked on bloody, um, what do you call it? Um, can't think of the word. Uh, Fallout once upon a time, um, Fallout 4 Vegas, um, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what these guys do with um, with Avowed. Definitely, kind of just looks like they kind of wanted to kind of. It's not a it's not a Skyrim clone, but I mean, it's you know, the, it's the classic kind of um, first person. You can see your two arms and those two hands are doing like magic and stuff of that kind of RPG. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what the quality of that game is like um, because I didn't really get too turned on by the. Um, uh, what was it? Outer Worlds, more recent Outer Worlds game. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what they can do with this world and and you know see how it feels. And um, I don't know if I like the um, the colourfulness of it and the whimsicalness of it. Um, mm-hmm. I prefer something a little bit more gritty. But um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that turns out. Um, as well as all that, Grizz, also Paper Mario, um, the Thousand Year Door remaster. Um, really keen to give that a crack. Um, and just some lesser known ones, Grizz. Um, on the 18th of this, well, this this month, so in a few days, a game called Pal World is coming out. Have you heard about this one? What's it called? Power World? Pal, P-A-L World, one word. Pal World? No, I haven't. No. Okay. People are calling it Pokemon with guns. Ooh. Um, now I don't know great. if I don't know if I like the look of it or I just like the look of just the fact that it just looks bizarre. Um, but yeah, the 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 kind of art style is very Pokemon esque, but three D, um, but kind of like real world blended with with Pokemon world. But then also your character has like an AK forty seven, so <laughs> looks insanely bizarre. Um, the other game I'm looking forward to is the next Yakuza um, Like a Dragon game, which is the turn-based ones. Um, it's mm-hmm. called Infinite Wealth. That comes out the 26th of January. Um, Helldivers 2, I'm interested to see how what the quality of that game's like. That's that kind of top-down, well, it was a top-down shooter. It's now going to be a cooperative kind of first-person, third-person um, experience, um, kind of, you know, alien horde kind of stuff going on. Um an indie game called Pacific Drive Grizzly Gaming 86. It's called, they're coining the uh, genre a road-like. Um, and the idea of it is you're in this car and you're trying to get between points on a map and you're avoiding these weird like environmental anomalies like big tornadoes and stuff like that and um yeah that looks really cool um check it out if you haven't seen it and it sounds interesting um also the new star wars outlaws game i'm kind of again not super impressed by the more recent gameplay videos we had because the combat looked really boring and stiff but um just generally interested to see what ubisoft can do with a with the star wars franchise Mm -hmm. and final one grizz uh destiny 2 the final shape you excited um, for that cap or what? You think? Uh, I don't know if I'm excited for it. I think I'm excited because I mean, technically, this is supposed to be the last big content drop for Destiny Two before 
you know, like the next stage of destiny, basically. Wow. So Destiny's free. interested to see what happens. So apparently, I mean, I'm not up to date with my destiny law, but the whole idea is that um, you're going inside the traveler, which is the big, oh shit, big, big sphere. Like we're finally fucking- going in there. Didn't the Traveller die in early Destiny days or yeah, something? Yeah, died, came back, fucking almost <laughs> died. Yeah, everything in between. <laughs> but we're going in there, Grizz. We're going we're in there. Well, I, don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to play it. We'll see. Again, I mean, I literally said earlier in the show, do I really have time for multiplayer games? Not really. Um, yeah. But, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, and, I'll, it, you know, Destiny's one of those games where it's – I feel I feel quite – um, it's, it's very difficult to shell out money for that game when I find that they're just kind of regurgitating the same kind of content over and over again, just with yep. a slightly different lick of law paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. But uh, but yeah, now, there you go, Grizz. Kat, that is one more list. thing from me. There's yep. one game that we haven't spoken about. We don't have a release date on it yet. Could it be 2024? And it is Silk Song. Do you think there's potential that we may see Silk Song this year? Hey, what do you think? I I would be surprised if it didn't come out this year. In all honesty, because it's been a long time. I mean, I think ultimately the devs, you know, Team Cherry, they made a shitload of money off Hollow Knight One, and they're probably not in a big rush because I know they're running on a fairly small team, mm-hmm. um, and they're quite happy to keep it that way. Um, which I, I mean, my hat goes off to those guys because that's I think that's the best way to run a video games industry um but i would be surprised if we didn't see it this year i think we'll probably get it towards the end of the year um the fact that we haven't gotten a release date yet uh, i yeah i I think i think if anything it's going to be towards the end of the year okay cool well there you go hope so because i could really do with a bit more hollow knight that game is freaking exceptional also will be amazing on the steam deck cap i would imagine Oh, yeah, good point, actually. I didn't think about that until you just mentioned it. Yeah, I mean, literally perfect Steam Deck game. So, yeah, yeah, very keen for that, mate, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, cool. All right, Chris. Well, look, one thing we wanted to kind of touch on quickly, and, I mean, it's not a huge, huge one, but um, I think just recently, and this was um, this happened kind of towards the end of December, so we've got a bit of, like, you know, news cleanup to get through. But, um, you know, we've kind of had all this this uh, well, I guess Epic's been taking, you know, they took bloody Apple to court, they took bloody Google mm-hmm. to court, and the whole thing was kind of monopolization and, and you know, basically, um, you know, Epic Games painting themselves as, you know, the the, the dark horse or the, you know, the, um, the underdog, downtrodden, like, yep. you know, oh, you know, these guys own these marketplaces and we can't make a buck off of things and yada, yada, yada. Anyways, um, it seems like recently um, they, you know, well, you know, um, Epic Games has basically had pretty strict rules around sort of adult content and stuff in their marketplaces. Um, but in you know more recent times, um, you know, the ESRB, so that's this is the you know the Entertainment I think Standards Rating Board or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have since applied the adults only rating um to games that use things like blockchain and gambling and stuff like that which i think is very important on many levels um now the issue is since this has happened 
And again, just want to repaint Epic Games as, you know, oh, well, is us, you know, like really tough to make a crust out here. We're the good guys. These guys suck. Um, mm-hmm. Since they've basically changed their own s- sort of adult content to exclude blockchain and gambling games so that they can continue to show those on their store within their own parameters. Uh, but uh, ever since this has all changed. So not a huge one, Grizz, but I just... I just So it's just, just to get this clear, Cap, they exclude games with an adult rating on their store, but they've yeah. given blockchain a free pass, basically, so they can... From that, yeah. So they can continue to be distributed on that store. Now, I'm sure that there's probably some degree of, you know, oh, look, unfortunately, um, you know, we... Uh, already had these games on our marketplace and we've probably taken people's money to some degree and maybe there was kind of a sort of an element of that. But, yeah, I think it's just kind of generally disappointing because, like, man, uh, I mean, blockchain is just kind of, you know, I mean, when it's integrated in video games, I mean, look, you, people can have their opinions <laughs> about it as much as they want. But when it comes to my video games, I just prefer it not to be there because it is fucking hot garbage. And I think the approach to development generally um, focuses on the implementation of the blockchain, not the game being any good. Absolutely. Um, Fucking NFT games are shithouse. Like they're not... Absolute garbage. And Until they retrospectively take a good game like Dota or something and then start making all the items NFTs, I just can't see. I mean, even even so... You know, like they've tried, they've kind of tried to slowly do that with certain um, IPs, but I just, I think gamers are just generally pretty resistant to this style of monetization and, you know, just, you know, approach to um, currency, I guess. So, yeah, it's not really worked out for them. But yeah, I kind of just wanted to highlight this one because I don't know. It's. I've never really thought Epic Games was, you know, the good guy or anything in in these more recent law things. But I just, I just think the most hilarious thing is, is them appending their own policy on adult only games to ensure that they can still continue selling these shit games. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'd imagine they get some percentage of revenue. Does this all from mean that kids can sales? play these games when they? In the in the Epic Store, does that mean that they're open? I'm not to too like- sure how it works when you set your age and stuff. You probably have to be like, you know, are you over eighteen um, or whatever? Mm-hmm. But yeah, who, who fucking knows? I mean, I mean, I probably opened up the Epic's Game Store once last year. I reckon max, like, and that's even with them offering free games all the time. I just <laughs> kept forgetting to go in there and op- yeah. and and get them. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyways, there you bloody go. Um, all right, Grizz. Now, what have you been playing recently, mate? What's 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 new? Oh, look, my brain's been stopping me from focusing on one video game, Cap. So uh, I've been playing many video games at the moment. I actually downloaded Sea of Stars. Um, oh, okay. Started playing that on my PC and then in bed on the Steam Deck. Uh, initial thoughts, Cap. I actually struggled to get invested in the story early. Um, is one thing that I had. I just kind of, and also found, look, I liked the combat mechanics. I liked having skill shots, but I do also think that after a while and you doing a number of combats with that, it almost takes too long if you're successful to fucking keep doing those mechanics. 
So yeah. look, I think what I need here, there's positives, man, that the art style is beautiful and it's so well animated. Um, mm-hmm. Soundtrack seems to be great. And I'm sure as I work my way through the game, I'll find myself more invested in the story. But for now, I've just kind of put that down. I think I'll pick it back up when I start doing some travel for work and I find myself on an airplane for three, three hours and jump back in on the uh, Steam Deck and play through mm-hmm. that. Um, so there's that. I've also been playing a shit ton of Binding of Isaac. Um, and I didn't mention this, but I've You've actually been doing that for a while. I have. I actually, yeah, I've got something like 200 hours in it now, Cap, but I'm, I'm aiming for this. I'm aiming to get what's called Dead God, which is all the unlocks in the game, which um, wow. according to some people, if you're a decent player, it's like 500 hours worth of gameplay to try to get all the unlocks. Jesus so Christ. I'll slowly tick away at that. But, yeah, really good progress. And I just really enjoy that game. Like I've started unlocking um, a lot of the late game characters now. Um, so some of them are actually playing that on stream. I had three streams before the end of the year uh, and one in the new year, all Isaac streams. And, yeah, just really enjoyed it. Um, Hell yeah, man. <laughs> I started, Cap, I've started uh, about a week ago the honor mode playthrough of Baldur's Gate 3. So I'm still in the first act, just kind of waiting till I can finish. The How's it feeling, one. like, in, in um, the honor mode? I don't. I haven't really felt any difference yet because uh, I haven't felt like I needed to save scum anything because I already know most of the dialogue options that I'm going yeah. for. Um, so it's kind of, it's not like a first play, but I imagine when I get to some of the bosses, because I know that the boss mechanics have changed, they get other yeah. abilities and, and legendary resistances and stuff like that. So um, I don't reckon I'm far enough into it to feel it yet, but yeah, I have heard, I have, heard of people ripping their runs and just if people don't yeah. know if your party wipes that's that on a run gone it's gone you got to start yeah. again brown bread yeah and it can but, happen like you got to be really careful like and know what encounters you're going into and yeah. having a bit of think about you know even just shit like resistances and how i can maybe che- like not cheese but like you know use those resistances to to improve your odds i guess so definitely going to I'm actually going to completely respec. I've had a bit of a think about how I want to build my party out, right? I'm actually going to completely respec some of the uh, characters and take them along with me. That's one thing I didn't realize. Give me, you do. Give me a rundown of your party. Well, uh, so I'm playing a druid, an orc druid, uh, and the whole yep. reason behind that is um, you get two shapeshifts per short rest. Um, mm-hmm. And if I, if I get down to very little health and I shapeshift, into a bear, I automatically get the health for that animal. Um, so it basically gives you super survivability. You can build into it with uh, Tavern Brawler as well, so you're dealing a lot of damage. So basically I'm just going to be permanent shapeshifters as long as I can and, and swapping between those for survivability. Uh, the rest of them, Cap, I don't really know. I think I'm going to play a uh, like a paladin as well. Uh, I've just got to really think mm-hmm. about uh, having people that uh, are survivable uh, and providing utility as well. So what do you reckon, mate? What do you reckon of the broken ones that you've played so far? Um, well, I think that I think that a mage is just generally really fucking good because they do have survivability with things like mage armor and, yep. um, you know, shield and um, the spell and... Um, Dude, spirit guardians you know, just, 
broken. So I've picked that up on, yeah. uh, on Shadow Heart. Oh, is it? Cleric. That's the That's cleric, cleric spell, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think j- I think I think a lot of what honor mode for you is going to be uh, it's going to be you making the most of like weak like damage weaknesses in enemies, um, and mages can really make that work because they have so many different elemental type spells which they can use to leverage that. So yeah, I think that might help a lot. But yeah, I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I do you know what I found that in my playthrough, Karlak built as a half barbarian paladin was out of control. Yeah. Actually, like, dude, I apparently, had um, Karlak makes some insane a, combat with her. A really good barb monk for the same reason. Um, ah, appara- okay. Because apparently she gets through her. What are those little coin? What are those things that she can do? Oh, the she gets, soul coin. She gets bonuses yeah. to unarmed combat through using those somehow. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Um, yeah, and so, so obviously being things. a monk, full full unarmed combat. Yeah, punch that's kind of rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sh- like I had combat where like the rest of my party died, and she was just like soloing like seven enemies, and it's just I like paladins a, just a nuts, monster. Just kind of why I want to have one. Oh. Of so maybe that's what it is. Barbarian, maybe yeah. a barbarian paladin would be nuts, dude. Yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous. You get like lay on hands and all that kind of. You get a lot of utility here. Yeah, utility and the smites are so much damage, dude. What the fuck, smites? Oh, are dude, I know. Yeah, mental. Yeah, that's insane. It's insane. But um, but yeah. So that's what all I can really recommend. But um, okay. Well, yeah. dude, what, I'll, what I'll do, I'm going to write it all down. I'll send it through to you. See what thing I'm going to go because I want to. I want to cheese it. And the whole thing of this is, if you beat Battles Gate Three in honor mode without ripping your party. You get a set of golden dice to play in the game, which I think is pretty cool. I like that. That's pretty rad. I that's like that cool. a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's freaking rad. Yeah, nice one, mate. Um, love it. Well, look, I've been playing um, not an awful lot, but I, I have been playing a bit of um, Yakuza Like a Dragon since I finished Baldur's Gate three a couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago, um, and that's been a really surprising, joyful game. I mean, it's it's just a little bit wacky, like the characters are, um, you know, it's it's kind of, no, I wouldn't, it's not really GTA, but it's kind of like, um, it's it's a Yakuza game. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's its own brand of just slightly wacky, but real world. But then there's all this weird shit going on in the game and you're like, okay, we're mm-hmm. suddenly, apparently, you know, like everyone's like changing form for some reason. And then like, you'd, I don't know, it's just really bizarre, but I love how they've turned the kind of, you know, more traditional kind of Yakuza gameplay being that hack and slash kind of beat them up kind of combat and distilled that into like a more kind of classic JRPG, almost like persona, um, you know, turn-based fight um, kind of system. Uh, and then, you know, all the people that you're meeting, like one of the guys is like an old detective, you know, your main character is like a Yakuza guy. Um, I'm literally one of my other guys is like a, a homeless dude. And then there's also just like uh, someone else I get along the way. But it's just just bizarre, like the the jobs, I guess, that are in the game. And, um, you know, they even reference like Dragon Quest and stuff. And like the main character is like, I want to be a hero, like the guy in Dragon Quest. And it's like, it's just really cool. And I'm listening, I'm listening to it in Japanese. And it's just, a, <laughs> I just love the entire thing. Is there, a and, is um, there romance in yeah. that game, Cap? Is there romantic? Uh, not so far. Um, the whole thing is kind of like a revenge tale so far. 
Um, it's actually a shitload of cutscene and dialogue, which I've been playing it a lot in bed, so it hasn't really. It's it's been a really good kind of thing to put into that kind of you know eight o'clock to nine o'clock window where I'm kind of just cruising along. I'm kind of just want to play something before I kind of maybe read or you know drift off mm. to sleep, whatever. So it's been really good. Um, you know, some of the mini games are just bizarre. Like one of them's like riding around on a trolley cart, like picking up cans to sell at the can place, and yeah, it's just bizarre. But it's even it's it's funny because like they take the traditional approach of RPGs and kind of morph it into the real world. Like, um, you know, like you, they, you pretty much go into dungeons and stuff, which like what? one of the ones was going into the sewer to kind of sneak into this Yakuza hideout. And it was kind of like very dungeony. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just, it was just really weird, but I love it. It's, it's great. So I've been really enjoying that. Um, and uh, and not really playing an awful lot else. I'm just trying to think what else was on my radar recently, but um, uh, I haven't really got anything off the top of my head. I'm just I'm just I mean this month um, I've got nothing major on my um, on my list of to play. The next Yakuza Like a Dragon game comes out end of this month, which I'm not going to have time to kind of finish this before that. But yeah, um, the next big release for me is going to be probably Final Fantasy VII um, next end of next month. So kind of just Ring, cruising maybe. along. Maybe, hey, maybe. we'll bloody see. Yeah. We'll bloody see. Um, but, yeah, see you bloody game, mate. Um, all right, Grizz, let's freaking let's freaking jump into the old bloody rapid fire, bloody rapid fire shall we? Um, love it. Uh, I don't know how long this soundbite's going for because I can't hear it in my ears. So uh, <laughs> Perfect, mate. Nailed it. Excellent. Um, all right, cool. So, Grizz, E3. Yes. Yep. Confirmed 100% dead. Cooked. Fully cooked. Yeah. Tell yeah, me it's what's naked. happened. Why why is it dead? What's what's going on? Well the uh the ESA, which is the uh the body that kind of puts out um E three, um they have come out and just basically confirmed yes, the the, the event is completely dead now. Um and uh yeah, I mean, they kind of, you know, they tried to come back last couple of years and didn't quite work out for them. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people citing that, you know, video game companies these days just don't see the, um, the, I guess, the return on investment for this particular event, like when they can just go and put their own on and, and get as many eyes on it, you know, via online presentations and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, realistically... We've known that EA's been dying. Um, it's kind of been its final death throes for a long time, uh, but mm-hmm. it has been fully confirmed by the ESA. See if I can go. So um, E3, for those in the chat that don't know, it's like a convention, in-person convention that was running for years and it was touted oh, as Since the, the best, like right? 80s, 90s. Since the 80s, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's where they announced like the biggest consoles. Didn't they cap like, you know? Yeah, it all used to be. I mean, they they some of the biggest consoles of all time. You know, like your PS twos and your, you know, like some of your biggest gaming um, announcements of all time were at this particular event at convention. So it's, you know, well, it's, it's, it's interesting because we've yeah. kind of covered it. It's almost been over the life of of this podcast cap over the last three years. You know, we saw COVID hit and we saw a lot of different developers use digital platforms in different ways. You know, we saw like the the Nintendo. Um, what do they call them? Yep. Treehouse. 
Yeah, and lo- lots of different things that kind of came out of it, and and those you know were typically kind of covered in under E3's banner, um, but they just didn't move with, with the times cap. They still tried to hold some of these events, in person events, and then had to keep cancelling them because COVID was hitting, and it was just like not wasn't all, all around. It wasn't very well managed. I feel, and yeah, it's done. Yeah, done yeah, done. it's fully cooked. So there you go. All right, mate. Now, Cap, uh, Naughty Dog has revealed uh, reveals development of their live service multiplayer Last of Us game has been cancelled. Um, so there yeah. is a bit of a blog post on the Naughty Dog website, uh, which was in December, about this. But essentially, what it comes down to is, as they were developing this game, they realised how much resources it would require to keep the lights on on a live service online last of us and it would literally take their whole resources to keep to keep this thing going so they've made the decision yeah. to not do that anymore which is i don't know were you looking forward to that i'd actually didn't know this was the thing but uh there you go um yeah. look i knew it was a thing i just don't i don't think we knew what it was going to be yeah, um right. and you know I think the you know the original Last of Us game had a multiplayer component and it was fine. It wasn't bad or anything, but I think people were kind of just expecting it to be that again. And I don't know how exciting that was going to be. I think for me, like a live service Last of Us game, like I'd want to be like in an MMO kind of style thing, you know, like you kind of almost like um, I guess what the division is but just done properly if you know yep. what i mean yeah um and that's kind essentially of what it is like post-apocalyptic kind of you know yeah survival kind yeah. of game yeah i mean if, if that's the kind that's the kind of game i would want from the last of us live service game like i want something along that line but i just don't know how they would execute it and i reckon what's probably happened is they were worried that maybe the game wasn't kind of hitting the same i don't know just what they expect from that ip and and whether the quality of game was going to be there and you know they had a massive win with the um the tv show as well and maybe they didn't want to muddy the water too much so um i know sony's been putting a lot of eggs in the live service basket but um yeah seems like they were happy enough to kind of give this one the flea i don't know if sony bankrolls this one or whatever but yeah. There you go. It's done. All right, Grizz. Amazon is cutting 500 jobs at Twitch. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's quite a lot. Um, uh, the, how I many, don't know. How many it's employees bizarre. are at Twitch? Is it is that a, like a significant portion or what? I don't know. I think it's a pretty significant amount of human beings um, at, at Twitch. Um, yeah. And I think 500 is a reasonable chunk. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't, I don't know. It's just, Twitch is just so bizarre in so many ways. And, um, I think the CEO came out and said that like, you know, this, this company is just not even profitable. Like, so God knows what their finances look like. Um, but it's Mm. just, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. It's, um, uh, I, I don't, I don't really know, you know, Twitch is, is, is the, the home of, um of influence you know like this is where influence the the whole idea of influence i think really kind of grew and and over time this is why i think realistically while we have influences um, it's it's actually amazing cap to say they're not profitable and i understand you know you look at 
I mean, there's a lot of ongoing talk around, you know, revenue split and, you know, streamers. It basically being pretty much not viable for you to be a Twitch streamer unless you're in the upper, you know, 0.03% of people on there on the platform. Mm. Um, and then you look at something like Kick, which can offer a 90% split on sub, like subscription revenue and <clears throat> other bits and pieces. And what that just comes down to is overheads of a company right like if twitch is getting rid of 500 employees here but you've got to pay them off the money they're making from twitch so it's kind of like well yeah i don't know so there's somewhere something needs to give they're not making money and they're not paying creators something's going to break somewhere yeah Um, and i mean look apparently according to the ceo um can't remember i think his last name is clancy or something um but he reckons that um, Twitch hasn't been profitable for nine years, which is wow. wild. Yeah. And I think what's even more wild about it is the fact that Amazon decided to purchase them if they hadn't been profitable for nine years. It's just maybe they saw it as a um, a reasonable investment in the live streaming space and all that kind of shit. But um, do you reckon that? Yeah, just bizarre. do you reckon like when we hear that a company's not profitable? Do you reckon that is actual like real? Like is that? Is, are they like fudging the numbers? Who knows? To, like that just seems weird to me. I don't know. I, I have but, no idea. Um, but I mean, yeah. this is apparently what's what the deal is. Um, okay. But yeah, bit bit rough. It seems like also um, this news coming out uh, was also the first instance of some of the employees at Twitch finding out that they were being that people were being <laughs> laid off okay. um, to the point yeah. where they actually didn't like they had internally they haven't told people who's being laid off so they just know that 500 jobs are going which is kind of fucked so um, yeah a bit rough overall but there you um, go Cap uh, a bunch of documents were leaked uh, after Insomniac Games was hacked and the leaked documents indicated that the studio has an exclusive license on most X-Men games for the next three years, meaning that Xbox is not allowed X-Men games or X-Men related games until 2036. It's a long time. Yeah. It's a fucking long time, dude. And you know what's fucking crazy is like, you know, obviously it's a Marvel property um, and sure, like, that's going to go anywhere. But, like, you know, going back to the whole AKB buyout thing from Microsoft and Sony crying poor and saying, you know, we don't have anything cry. <laughs> and, but then this shit comes out that they've got exclusivity rights over X-Men games for this low. Like, it's just fucking wild, dude. Like, <laughs> companies suck. You know, they really do just suck. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there you go. All right, Chris, um, uh, recently... You know, the GTA 5, uh, 6, sorry, um, trailer and, and shit or release date yep. had, had leaked. Um, and that was done by a hacking group called, um, I think they're called Lapsus or some shit like that. Anyways, the leader of that group has recently been suspended to life in a hospital prison. So, what? Wait, yeah. in hospital prison? What is hospital prison? Uh, I think it's like, um, like uh, I don't know how to word this uh, sensitively, um, but like asylum basically oh, level shit. Oh, shit. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, apologies if that wasn't the correct word, but um, I tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, anyways, so there you go. Okay. Um, so, Cap, this is interesting news. I guess no real surprises to us, but yeah, uh, Bobby no. Kotick leaves AKB and – after he's left, lots of information has slowly trickled out. 
confirming that he's a giant asshole. Uh, we can see a tweet yeah. here from uh, Andy Belford saying, breaking my silence to share a fact, when we planned Overwatch 2's stream launch, my team warned months in advance that we we're going to be review bombed. We begged for more information, more details, and more resources helped us with the anticipated influx, all flatly denied. Um, yeah. Um, he goes further on to say, like, you know, just the whole, because, I mean, you know, they knew that the Overwatch 2 was going to be completely knackered on um, review sure. platforms. And yeah. so, you know, obviously they wanted some degree of moderation to help with that because it's their jobs, right? Um, but, you know, basically that entire, you know, uh, request for moderation and help um, in that space was completely flat out declined by no other than Bobby Kotick because he's yeah. a complete fucking toss. Um, but yeah, he, he's just basically, you know, just the whole idea of making shit decisions and then just letting the underlings kind of deal with the shit decisions you make just seems like that was kind of his, you know, modus operandi, you know, that's, that's, that was the entire the entire life of Bobby at, at, at um, AKB and yeah, well, thank fuck he's gone, but uh, you know, will he be replaced by someone equally as shit? Who knows? Who knows? It's, and it's unfortunate those kind of people that are willing to throw those, uh, you know, others under the bus within the company are generally managers that are successful because, uh, you know, just worried about yeah. those profits, Capo. Yeah, it sucks. Um, all right, Grizz. Now, uh, more recently, uh, well, not more recently. This was um, a little while ago, but Xbox put out some, um, basically, just some AI-generated art that was promoting indie games. Um, but you know, <laughs> the art that they put out was fucking garbage, like really bad. <laughs> um, and on top of that, like. You're also using AI-generated art to promote an industry or, in you know, indie games in general uh, that is supposed to be kind of highlighting and celebrating, uh, you know, small indie developers producing things, not, you know, mass-scale um, AI-generated cost-saving initiatives like, you know, generating some marketing mm. images. So mm -hmm. it's a bit of a shame that they use of this. Some people got very shitty about it, which, you know, fair enough. Um, I think, you know, ultimately, uh, you know, it, like honestly, like you, you kind of see the images that they used and the faces are fucking warped and it's just... Really? So these people building... Yeah. So these, these people people building um, the words um, ID or the letters ID uh, at, um, well, ID, which I think is something to do with their Oh, next, yeah, I can see um, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're building uh, ID at Xbox in the snow. Um, but, like, when you zoom in on the characters, like, their faces are just fucked. It's just like, <laughs> okay, you guys clearly yeah, generated this. Yeah, are all fucked, yeah. Yeah, it's really bad. So, um, yeah, anyways, a um, little bit, um, you know, insensitive or whatever, but um, there you fucking go. Interesting. Um, Cap, Sony patents a system to enable live difficulty adjustments as you play the game. So what does this look like yeah. on paper, Cap? Is it uh, – I haven't actually looked at this I yet. Don't I don't uh, know. Do you know what? I'm, I kind of think about this, Grizz, and I'm like, 
Does this not already exist? Like, I guess it I wonder probably if it's, does. If they're I wonder if it's more of you're not physically toggling a difficulty slider, but say. Uh, well, like- I think that's the idea, right? Is it's like a gr- gradient kind of <laughs> difficulty system where if you're doing really well, then I maybe we'll throw imagine, some more shit uh, at you. I can just imagine you playing something when you're real pissed and then the next time you jump on to play it and you're like fucking just blitzing through the content. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it would be interesting to see how reactive it is, for example, but like mm. imagine if Bloodborne, for example, had a fucking difficulty slider system like this. Like, Okay, you know. so this is what it says here. So environments that use graceful algorithms to assess how a user is playing and dealing with certain mechanics, elements, and circumstances it will then adjust the difficulty by making those elements harder or easier to handle to encourage the player to stay engaged for longer, avoiding frustration or a feeling that the game is just too easy. You know what? This actually pisses me off already. Yeah. And do you know because- what? One reason me off Grizz is because I like I feel like a lot of these algorithms will just change the numbers to require more hits or you know this you know you have less health or you know your well, gun does less damage which isn't fun difficulty implementation. No. The other thing is Cap if they make a game impossible to be challenging then you may as well be fucking watching a movie. I don't know. Like it I feel like well, for me, I know that I'm yeah. different and everyone's different, but I enjoy overcoming an obstacle in a game through it being difficult. Yeah. I don't want the game to hand me out free little trinkets and or, you know, yeah. be nice to me. Ultimately, I I'd prefer it not to be there because, like you said, like at least, I don't know, like it's kind of nice knowing that everyone's on the same playing field and you're mm. trying to overcome the similar things that other people, because then you discuss like with your mates, you go, oh, you know, how did you defeat that boss? What did you do? And he's like, oh, have you tried this? And you're like, oh, shit, yeah, okay. Um, I'm, I'm sure that will still be possible. But, like, when it comes to difficulty, I, I think difficulty is such a weird one. And I think broad strokes of the brush are better. But, oh, man, fuck, what would I know? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who fucking knows? But, yeah, there you go. Well, Grizz, that's the, that's the fucking rapid fires. And that Play. is the first episode of 2024. Bloody good job, mate. We did it, mate. Yeah, wonderful. Good to get back on the sound waves, mate. Yeah. Bloody excellent. Yeah. Good to be back. Back in the saddle. Um, good hey, back, baby. As always. Oh, we're back in a big way. Um, look, as always, just want to say thanks to all the wonderful listeners out there. Um, if you could do us a favor and if you're listening to it um, post via podcast, give us a bit of a review. Maybe tell someone about us um, regardless of how you're listening to this Um yeah, just let your mates know if you think they might like a little um, grassroots Aussie um, bloody banter games podcast. Um, yeah, we'd love to have them. Um, again, always uh, we're live Mondays 7 p.m. AWST on twitch.tv slash Oceanic Gaming Radio slash Oceanic Gaming Radio. All of our links to shit, our Discord channel, our Twitter, um, you know, everything that's on OGR.show, you can go over there and, and find a link to all that social media stuff, um, including our Twitch link. Um, if you want to become a Patreon, patreon.com slash uh, OGR show as well, you too can uh, be giving us money to put towards um, Grizz's terrible TikTok obsession. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's something we need to do the new year, get some more of those cranking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Enjoy other than that, we'll um we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you. And uh bloody look after yourselves. Peace out. <laughs>